It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Clint Woods. It is it's a Wednesday, right? Make it, yeah, today's Wednesday. Okay. Over the hump we go. For some of us here in the state of Wyoming, got good amount of snow overnight. Some of you still getting it right now. Miss Mary, I think you're right. Don Day was talking about a dusting of snow. We got like a blanket, and it's a wet blanket too. I mean, because it's wet snow. Really heavy. And I'm driving to work about you know, a little before 2.30 this morning. Nothing had been plowed. My vehicle laid the first tracks across town. And I was worried the whole way, am I going to get, uh, is this going to be slick? Am I going to get bound up in this? No, it was actually good driving snow. It provided a grip because it was nice and wet. So that means a lot of moisture in there. And, oh, in watching Donde, he was talking about a rather large California reservoir that will definitely be full by, well, before even the end of winter. They're already reaching the point where the reservoir is filling up. Then they have all of this snow melt that comes as we get into the spring. So they're going to have loads of water there in California. This will be a drought buster as we go through this winter. So for all of those who are predicting doom and gloom, if the trends continue, trends don't continue. It goes back and forth. It's cycles here that we have to deal with when it comes to weather like this. Some of you got no snow at all. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. But for a good area... Around Wyoming, yeah, overnight snow, more common, not just today, but into tomorrow as well. You heard your forecast with Don Day, and he'll be on, see, 645, he does an extended forecast. 745, Don Day's on with me live, and we'll talk about all of this. Now, one of the big stories, if you're listening right at the top of the hour, you heard a Fox News alert. Hundreds of flights grounded nationwide. The FAA experienced a computer outage of types. Now, this specifically affected what's called a NOTAM. Jim, if you're up, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So when it comes to airliners flying cross-country, as they're getting close to the airport they're going to land in, they start checking airport information. Well, heck, they check it along the route, too. They're looking for what's called a NOTAM, Notice to Airmen. And, oh, it's, <laughs> I think, if Jim, if you're out there, I think that the, um, I don't know if they got it right or wrong on this one, because they're saying here on the story that I'm reading, Notice to Air Missions. But we always, they, they might call it that. I always heard it was Notice to Airmen. But anyway. It's basically alerts and warnings and things that pilots need to know along the way as they're flying cross-country. That's the system that went down. And because of that system going down, it's affected airline travel all across the country. So this has nothing to do with weather, even though there's some good weather moving across the country. It has nothing to do with any of that. The NOTAMs are important information that pilots need as they're traveling cross-country 
and arriving at certain airports, and that's caused all sorts of delays, which could – well, it is rippling across the country right now. So once again, problems with flights out there, people trying to get from point A to point B. Now, I do have a story, which I'm going to get to in just a moment. Yesterday, Notum, Notum noted, said Jim. <laughs> See, I always, Jim, I always heard notice to airmen, but they're saying notice to air mission in this thing, which I don't know. Did they change that or something like that? I, I never heard that. Okay. In just a minute, I get to pick on Ocasio Guglielmo's Cortez. But before we get to that, I found something since we got more snow coming down today. You guys ought to like this. This guy is named John Wayne Donovan. I hate snow. When I woke up this morning and opened my front door, I swear I
Sounds like Elvis more than John Wayne. Anyway, next we pick on googly eyes Ocasio-Cortez because she opened her mouth again, which means stupid came out. So how many guns should a normal person have? About five. That sounds like a gun enthusiast. No, gun enthusiasts have about 15. 15? That sounds like someone who's obsessed with guns. No, people who are obsessed with guns have hundreds. Now that sounds like a psycho. No, psychos seldom own guns, and if they do, it's one or two. But one or two sound like a normal person. A normal person has about five. We have already covered this. Sometimes the best way to to you, not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Six eighteen is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Oh, wow. This is good. Hey, you from Marbleton. That's a message I'm getting on the Wake Up Wyoming app. People sending me text message. Although the government will not admit it, this airport computer problem is a cyber attack from a foreign country. Well, there's no evidence of that at all. So I have no idea. Um, you know, it. it's a, again, notice to, and Jim and I, we're uh, sharing some notes on this. He had pointed out that there's... Well, he sent to me a picture, Notice to Airmen. I don't know why they're saying Notice to Air Missions in one of the stories I was looking at. But anyway, that's part that just went down. And there's no evidence at all it's any kind of a attack one way or the other, or, or that it is or that it isn't. So we don't know that. But there's a lot of planes that are just seriously delayed getting off the ground until that system gets fixed. That's where the airlines are right now. Okay, now, I said I was going to get a chance to pick on Googly Eyes Cortez. I mean, first thing in the morning, what a treat. This is because of a story that I gave you guys yesterday, which had to do with your government wanting to get rid of natural gas stoves. And primarily, it was the bureaucrats talking about this. If you have a natural gas stove in your house and it's not properly ventilated, well, you could wind up with all sorts of problems in your house. you got to ventilate that stuff out, right? You've you got to have some kind of a good ventilation system. So they're talking about just banning gas-powered stoves altogether. Enter Googly Eyes Cortez. She opens up her stupid mouth. Twitter's picking her apart like this. Oh, too bad Elon Musk took over Twitter, huh? Because now people can actually pick on her and other people can see it. She says that gas stoves are linked to brain damage. Oh, okay. Well, then googly eyes must have grown up in a household where they had gas stoves. Near a congresswoman and environmentalist, or though she claims to be anyway, Googly eyes Ocasio-Cortez took heat on Twitter after she mocked Representative Ronnie Jackson, Republican Texas, for tweeting that he would never give up on his gas stove. The exchange went viral. 
Do you know, this is a quote, do you know that ongoing exposure to NO2 from the gas stoves is linked to reduced cognitive performance, Ocasio wrote? She, that's setting herself up, considering the level of stupid that she's at. Jackson vowed that he would rather die than give up his stove. He said, I'll never give up my gas stove. If the maniacs in the White House are coming from my stove, they can pry it from my cold, dead hands. Come and take it. The commissioner for the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission told Bloomberg News that the agency is considering the ban on gas stoves reportedly out of concerns for the environment and people's personal health. See, now, if they, if they actually did something like that, I would go find a stove and have it installed. But anyway, let's read on. Actors, politicians, conservative activists made fun of Ocasio-Cortez for the exchange, asking the congresswoman how many gas stoves she she owned, and joking that her proposal was a direct attack on chefs like Gordon Ramsay. Uh, But Ocasio-Cortez argued that the proposal to ban gas stoves was perfectly reasonable the way we're handling it. In New York City, isn't to force people to switch what they already have. Folks can keep appliances in the buildings. They will have to get gas-free stoves. Okay, that's forcing people to do things. And uh, one guy wrote, well, Democrats are literally insane. So this is where I was saying yesterday, I don't mind at all if your government, our government, comes along and says, hey, this could be a problem here. So if you have a gas stove... Make sure you have proper ventilation. And then leave it at that. Someone also asked that gas stoves may be one of the many inventions that will be banned by the Biden administration. Dems will be banning the wheel next. Uh, let me see. And then someone asked, is this a attack on Gordon Ramsay? Uh, and on and on they go. And I, I love the comment, though. Ocasio-Cortez it makes people stupid and insane. Really, Acasio? How many stoves do you have? <laughs> Multiple users posted pictures of First Lady Jill Biden cooking the spinach on a gas stove. Freedom Speaks Up, Seth Weathers tweeted to Ocasio-Cortez, might do well to check her own cognitive ability of using a gas stove. Is that what happened to you? Virginia delegate Nick Ferretis argued that cooking in his home was an important requirement for our freedom. Do you know that's a lot harder for the government to accurately cut off your access to power if you're using gas as opposed to electric? Really, that's kind of the point. Oh, here's a picture. I'm looking at the picture of Joe Biden cooking on a gas stove. Someone put that in the tweet there. So anyway, you get the idea. All we have to have is anything like this, and Googly Eyes Cortez opens up her mouth... Or her eyes. I still love this song here. I, I never know which song is the best opening or close for her, but the Marty Feldman eyes one I think was one of the most brilliant one for Acacia. And 
of course, there's what I usually like to close out, a googly eyes Cortez one. I found this one years ago and thought, oh, it's perfect. The, the people who wrote this weren't writing it about her, but I think it's perfect for her. She's the crazy ex-girlfriend. What? No, I'm not. She's the crazy ex-girlfriend. That's a sexist term. She's the crazy ex-girlfriend. Can you guys stop singing for just a second? She's so broken inside. The situation's a lot more nuanced than that. C-R-A-Z-Y. Okay, so let's take a look at uh, the whole, and this is what I was talking about yesterday when I first came across the story about the idea of banning gas stoves. Some years ago, the EPA wanted to ban all wood stoves in people's homes. Whether you use it for cooking or just to warm your home, they, because of you know the whole climate crisis thing, they wanted to ban wood stoves. That's just too much pollutants in the air and so on, and they weren't able to do that. But here again comes a government agency. Well, we have to ban this in your home because... Again, how about this? Since we're free people in a free country, and that's your house, you own that home, that's your property. You get to decide what you're going to do in there. If your government wants to make recommendations and say to you, okay, um, if you're going to have a natural gas stove in your house, you should make sure that it's ventilated properly because... And just let you know, make sure there's good ventilation because this can be a harmful thing. I have no problem at all with our government doing something like that. It's a great idea. Let us know. And if you have some suggestions how this should be ventilated out, absolutely. Let's do that. But the idea that we're just going to ban it and you're not allowed to do that. That's just enough. And again, when it comes to wood-burning stoves, they even the EPA, going back to them, they were even talking about fireplaces, too. Now, don't you just love in the wintertime, for those of you who have fireplaces, just to light that sucker up. And not only does it help warm the house, but you get to sit there and enjoy a nice fire in your house. So many people love that. People love to uh, even put in... Uh, I like wood-burning fireplaces. Some people will put in a gas fireplace so they don't have to deal with chopping wood. Either way, the EPA wanted to shut the whole thing down. Well, you're adding pollutants to the air. And they also are foolish enough to consider uh, CO2 to be a pollutant. But all right. So this is one more thing that needs to be shut down as a government agency wants to regulate this for your home and it's not going through congress the very fact that they brought it up and it's not going through congress it would just be a government agency making up a law on the spot and the rest of us are just supposed to comply with that well that's not how this country is supposed to work we are a republic, and we're a country of free people. So you get to decide how you want to cool or heat your home, how you want to do this. There was even a case for those people who love the whole idea of wind and solar power. Some years ago, and I want to say this was in Nevada, I think it was, there's a guy that had a piece of property way out in the desert because he wanted to get away from people. And the county came along and said, no, you're not allowed to be off the grid. Yeah, they they tried to force him to get hooked up to power and the water system and all that. He moved way out in the middle of nowhere to get away from people and live totally off the grid. Now, as a free person in a free country, he should be allowed to do that. 
and government's job is to protect that. Coming up on 6.30, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it again. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming. It's a Wednesday. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Let's see. Uh, okay. Jude and Casper plan destruction of our country's energy, transportation, judicial system. Why Biden was paid a million by CCP. Well, what she's talking about, and I think, Jude, that this goes actually before Biden because. Your government agencies are constantly grabbing more and more power, as bureaucracies do. For those who are just tuning in, I was talking about stoves. That There's an agency out there, a government agency, that is talking about the idea of just banning gas stoves in people's homes, which they should never even be allowed to think about, especially for a lot of reasons, but especially because they're a government agency, they don't write law. But here they are trying to write law, like so many other government agencies do. We have a fourth branch of government. It's unelected, and they consider themselves to be a dictatorship. Now, hey, you from Marbleton, he sent me a message. The airlines are having a problem this morning. Lots of flights are grounded right now and just waiting. There's a computer system that went awry, and it's responsible for what are called NOTAMs, Notice to Airmen, which is... Really, what pilots use as they fly across country and as they approach another airport to take a look if there's anything they need to know. Any special notices, a runway is closed, weather, whatever. I know there's all sorts of things that can be in a note. Right. And so that's what they look for. And that system is down. So how are they supposed to know these special notices that they're supposed to know? And so flights have been grounded. And so uh, hey, you and Marbleton was blaming us on somebody attacking our computer system, which I said, well, there's no evidence of that for or against. So he just wrote me a note. Sorry about the last message. I just made a new tin hat. I feel much better now. Okay, that's probably a good idea. You know, I think every so often you probably should recycle the old tin hat and make yourself a new one. I'm protected because I made this hat from aluminum foil. There's that song, but then there's also, uh, just so you know, hey you, you can go to a store out there that actually sells tin hats. Who the hell are you? Oh, um, I'm just here looking for a tin hat. Why? I'd rather not say out loud. Good answer. Is the problem terrestrial threat or outer space? Outer space, I suspect. CIA, KGB, gray, or reptile? Probably a combination, but I can't tell which combo. Since you're not sure, probably need three or more sheets, conventional headgear lined with electromagnetic fields, mind control, and mind reading. Do you have a cat? Yeah, I do have a cat. 
He'll need one, too. If they're from Vogon, they'll probably watch you through your cat. Where did you learn all of this? That's classified. Oh, is it? Well, it just seems odd that you know so much. Seems odd that you ask so many questions. You have trouble making sales, don't you? Only sell to those I trust. So, yeah. Yeah, see, that all started because I one time had asked listeners on the air about uh, uh, where they got their tin hats from. Do you order them online? Do you go to a store? Of course not. Then the government knows what you're doing, right? Dave is in Mills about the gas stove. morning, Dave. Hang on a second, Dave. Let me make sure that this is... Uh, uh, got that there. Okay, there you go, Dave. Morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, morning. sir. What you got for me? Um, the thing about gas stoves, uh, the venting for that is covered under uh, the universal plumbing code that is nationwide right. uh, on having to vent that. Okay. So homes should already have venting in place then? Yes, sir. Uh, by code. Okay. So what's their problem then? <laughs> if you got proper venting, then do you have all this other gas in your house you have to worry about? Well, you know, uh, it's just people that know nothing that seem to act like they know everything. Uh-huh. They're just trying to run our lives. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They usually get a government job. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you have you. a wonderful day. All right, thank you, Dave. See, now, let me explain something with the Dave here. When I run the disclaimer, usually at the beginning of the program or the hour at some point, I say I only hang up on one guy. His name is Dave. But then I make a point that not every Dave everywhere, just the one Dave from San Francisco, because most of the Daves that we know out there are really nice guys and really intelligent, like that Dave that just called. See, that's... A, the Dave from San Francisco is just a jerk, which is why I hang up on him. That's a good Dave. 642, Wake Up Wyoming. This weather morning, coffee, sarcasm, weirdness. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. It's the time off. We go to the icebox. Frank Gambino's waiting by. Okay, so, uh, Frank, I found just the perfect video for today, those of us that are in central Wyoming. In fact, a compilation of videos of dogs who have figured out how to snow sled on their own. Oh, okay. Downhill, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. If they can figure out how to do it uphill, I really want to know that dog. I, I would like to see genius. that also. Yeah. But these are dogs that there's a whole series of videos I put on this uh, story on the Wake Up Wyoming site. You'll see the dog either pick up the sled in his mouth or grab a rope that has the sled, and they go running up the hill, place the sled just so, get on it, and enjoy the ride down, having such a good time, then do it again, all by themselves. You know what? They have more energy than the kids do. Yes. Yeah. And how do they? How do, I, did they learn this on their own, or did now, they, it depends did on they, the dog. I, I, in looking at this, some people taught their dogs how to do this. Okay, other dogs just watched the people <laughs> do it and went, "Hey, wait a minute," and figured it out for themselves. Either way, I think animals are getting smarter. We're getting dumber. I think animals have always been pretty smart. Yeah. yeah. And and the rest of us, we've always been. 
pretty dumb. And, yeah. we're, and we're sitting inside watching television, eating snacks, getting fat and weak while they're out there running around getting stronger and smarter. But okay. It really impressed me. There's one dog who knows how to corner on a sled. Oh, <laughs> that was impressive to watch. He turns corners. There's another one who starts off, but the sled doesn't take off right away. So the dog reaches his back paw out and kicks a few no, times right, right. to get it going. <laughs> Somebody's being... There's a trainer here that yeah, we're, we're not yeah. aware of. Yeah. They can't be doing this on their own. Well, again, depends now on which dog you're talking about because some dogs were trained to do this. And then once the dog figured it out, the dog realized, hey, what a good time this is. And now just goes out and does it on its own. Then there are the dogs who watched the humans and thought, I want to try that. And then once they figured it out, that's the smart dog. Right. And... Those are the kind of dogs you want. Yes. They can yeah. bring you the paper in the morning. Uh-huh. Remember, those, remember those days? Okay. If your dog is that smart, he's not bringing you the paper in the morning. He's demanding that you bring him stuff. Uh, um, well, yeah. yeah. I'd be careful. We've gone to the dogs. Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys suffered yet another loss, this time at Utah State last night in Logan, 83-63. The Cowboys had just eight players suit up thanks to injuries, and they were no match for the Aggies, who owned the game start to finish. UW was a miserable 7-17 of from the free-throw line, and Utah State had a field day in the paint. Hunter Maldonado had 20 points for the Cowboys. Utah State got 22 from Taylor Funk. With all the injuries and poor play, this is turning out to be the lost season of 2022-23. Wyoming is 0-4, and Mountain was play 5-11 and 11 overall, and they're in the basement of the league. They'll host Boise State on Saturday night at Laramie at 9 p.m. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls on the road tonight at the Air Force Academy. The Cowgirls are 9-5 and five overall, 2-1 and one in Mountain West play. Air Force is 2-2 two and two in the league and 7-9 and nine overall. This is a challenging part of the schedule for the UW women's team with a road game tonight in Colorado Springs, then Saturday at San Jose State, and Monday at Nevada. Our latest Wild Preps high school basketball poll is out in 4A boys. Cheyenne East remains number one. Cheyenne in Central second, Thunder Basin third, Star Valley fourth, and Riverton fifth. Douglas remains number one in 3A boys, followed by Lander, Worrell, and Powell and Buffalo. Tongue River is the new number one in 2A with Pine Bluff second, Bighorn third, Grable fourth, and Wind River fifth. And in 1A, Saratoga is still number one, followed by Burlington, Southeast, Cokeville, and Little Snake River. On the girls' side, the top-rated team in 4A is Cody with Cheyenne East second, Laramie third, Campbell County fourth, and Cheyenne Central fifth. Douglas is still number one in 3A, followed by Buffalo, Mountain View, Newcastle, and Lyman. Wyoming Indian ranked first in 2A, followed by Rocky Mountain, Cameron, Tug River, and Shoshone. And in 1A, Southeast number one, Upton two, Burlington three, Cokeville four, and Riverside five. In high school football, Sheridan's Colson Coon named the Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of Wyoming for the second consecutive season. Coon rushed for 2,195 yards and 35 touchdowns as the Bronx won the 4A state title. He rang up 517 yards rushing in their semifinal round, went over Cheyenne Central, and in the state championship game versus Cheyenne East, Coon ran for 248 yards and three touchdowns and that 34-23 victory. And that's it in sports. I'm thinking that every time I hear somebody won like the Gatorade whatever award or something like that, I ought to just go ahead and make up my own awards for like the dumbest things and then just start handing them out every single year. Oh, I, wait, I well, need... Don't they do that with movies? Like they call it the, the raspberries? Or something the, the, like that. Like the, yeah, the worst um, movie okay, out there, and, movie the, out there. and, the, and the Darwin Awards for the people Darwin who... The Darwin Awards are great, who, who yeah. Do, okay. do, do dumb things. Great, you know? so I finally come up with a good idea, and you're going to take that from me, too? Thanks well, a lot. Well, no, no, we're, we're going to give you, an, an, we're going to name it after you. Oh, well, but thank you. We'll okay. need a, a different kind of yes. tack. Yeah, I'm going to start making a list like now, since it's the beginning of the year, 
That way, by the time we get to the end of 2023, I'll have my awards ready to go. Okay, you know what? Just stick with Wyoming. Okay. And, and you'll, you'll have no shortage of nominees. Oh, no, there's plenty out there. Lots of material to work yeah. with. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Extra time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Wednesday over the hump we go. And for people in central Wyoming, especially, you might have heard in your forecast there, some snow coming down, which in some areas has piled up quite a bit. Depends on where you are as to whether you're getting, how much you're getting. And it's not over yet. There'll be more throughout today and, and tomorrow. On that note, just got a call, Miss Mary did, in for Casper. There's thick fog on the east side around Wyoming Boulevard and Blackmore. Now, I've seen that Stephen King movie. It does not end well. So just avoid that area. If you saw the movie, you know what's going on inside that fog. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Speaking of which, earlier this morning, we got a call from David Mills. Talking about the gas stove issue. See, he was a great guy. It was easy. So not every day, everywhere. The gas stove issue is there's a government agency that's discussing banning gas stoves. And Ocasio, I talked about this last hour. Ocasio-Cortez comes out and says, well, because it can cause brain damage. In which case, someone responded to her, dear Lord, Ocasio, how many gas stoves are in your house? So... That's not going to end well with the government wanting your, especially a bureaucracy, just deciding that you're not allowed to have gas stove in your house. That's just not going to end well for them. All right, real quick, Cowboy State Daily. When you buy food, there are labels on your food as to what's in your food, which I always thought was a good thing. So you can honestly take a look at what is in your food if that concerns you. And for some people, it does. Some people will look at the label wanting to know what they're eating. They might have an allergy or they're just concerned about their health, whatever they might think. They can make a decision that way, fine. But now this. Besides calorie labels and labels about what ingredients are in your food, 
Now a push to put climate impact labels on your food. Now, this is climate impact labels. According to the cult of climate change, what they think the climate impact is, which is not in agreement with all scientists or even most of them, but let's read on. Should restaurants warn customers about the climate impacts of their menu selections? <gasps> You're going to order the onion rings? Oh, do, do you realize what onion rings do to the climate? I mean, you, you're talking about eating something, onion rings here, that have a serious effect on the entire climate crisis. Maybe you want to order some kale instead. How about that? Study published by the American Medical Association suggests climate impact labels on restaurant menus could be an effective strategy to encourage customers to make more sustainable, there's that word again, restaurant food choices, which means especially abstaining from red meat. Yeah. See, again, they will not put on a package of fake meat, the climate impacts of that, which are high. But red meat, oh, you, you want to order, the, you want a steak? <gasps> Do you realize the climate impact of that steak? And wh what is the waiter supposed to do? Guilt trip you? While the study itself doesn't call for regulations that force restaurants to include climate impact information on the menus, the study lead author told CNN that the warning labels are should be adopted on a large scale. Legislation or regulation may be necessary. So he is saying he wants to force that. And then they would have to put that on the food labels at the grocery stores, too. And perhaps when you go down the aisle of the grocery store, you go reaching for something, there's a sign there, caution. Yeah, it, what you're grabbing here increases the climate crisis or whatever. That's what some want to do. All right. Dennis Sun, a fourth-generation Wyoming rancher and publisher of the Wyoming Livestock Roundup, said that a lot of government schemes to change people's diets really have no impact. Now, he's right about that because calorie information, as one example, as Americans get fatter and fatter, and we have been, well, they were supposed to put calorie information not just on food, and they did in your grocery store, but calorie information on, at restaurants and menus. That's been tried. With zero impact, people don't care. They don't read it. In December, this gentleman here in Wyoming, Dennis Sun, penned an editorial for the Roundup pointing out that the U.S. Department of Agriculture designed a food pyramid in hopes of encouraging people to eat 6 to 11 servings of bread, pasta, rice, at the bottom of the pyramid. At the top were two servings of meat or eggs. It turned out later that such a diet contributed to obesity. Oh, so they were wrong about that, huh? But most people, the story says, don't base their eating habits on the USDA campaigns. A recent study noted an editorial found about 75% of Americans had no idea what the food pyramid was. You know. Well, they know what the food pyramid is, but they don't care. They don't read it. If people go out and eat, buy food at the grocery store, I don't think climate impact, he says, is a pressing issue for them today. I think they're more worried about how they're going to pay for it. John Mansell's on the phone about the word sustainable. Before you talk about that, John, 
Earlier this morning, this is right up your alley with a joke that you loved from the TV show Friends. Remember the joke, the camera makes you look fat? I, I heard how many gas stoves are in house, <laughs> yes. AOC. I immediately I, thought about you. I didn't the you. car, but I did turn the steering wheel. That was funny. <laughs> that was great. Okay, so what about the word sustainable? Don't you find it interesting that the government is so worried about sustainable energy policy and sustainable food policy and yet they're not worried about sustainable government. Uh, exactly. That, that is a brilliant point, because what government is currently doing is not sustainable. There's no you know, way. Right, right now, the average American pays $5,000 a year directly and indirectly for Medicaid, about $700 yeah. a month for Social Security, and uh, another $6,000 a year for Medicare. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not sustainable. It's not, no. And then the kind of spending the government has and excessive spending, not sustainable either, nor is the bureaucracy. On that note, since I have you for just a moment, once again, here's the push for Medicaid expansion here in the state of Wyoming, which other states have shown is not sustainable for them. Well, I think the most important point on this, since, since I practice medicine and uh, I think we're patient-centric because every doctor wants us to be able to increase access, is that um, it's not been shown to increase access. In population studies, uh, one of the most uh, recognized population studies for population health for Medicaid recipients was in a pro-Medicaid expansion state was Oregon, and it didn't actually show that it improved the health of the new Medicaid recipients. Okay. So, you know, it's uh, everyone wants patients to have access to health care, and we also want to make sure that the existing Medicaid system is maintained because there's some people who really need Medicaid. It is a really great safety net program. But expanding it to other people weakens the program and it increases competition for access to health care for the current people who are critically dependent on it. Hmm. By the way, your lovely wife, DJ, just sent me a picture off of the Wake Up Wyoming app. When they say plant-based meat, this is the plant they're talking about. And it shows some really greasy, dirty plant that makes something industrial. (laughs) 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 And and you're not surprised at all. Not surprised at all. I got to run, John. Thanks for calling. That's John up in Gillette, 716 Wake Up Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. Twenty-one's the time. Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Clint Woods. Thanks for joining me. And DJ, I will be using that a lot. Seriously, I'm running with that. DJ found a meme. There's a picture of some greasy, disgusting-looking industrial plant. And it reads, when they talk about plant-based meat, put meat in air quotes, this is the plant they're talking about, which is about right in the sense that it's going to be an industrial project to make your meat instead of it just being some kind of an animal. But Okay, reading on here, there's a story, which is a real good story. I got to give them credit for this one, Cowboy State Daily. There's somebody from the American Medical Association that would like to start in restaurants and then move on to stores to have on the menu at the restaurant and in your grocery stores labels out there to let you know the climate impact of what you're eating. So if you choose to buy some red meat, 
do you understand what you're doing? To... Now, of course, there's a gentleman, Dennis Sun. He's here in the state of Wyoming and publisher of Wyoming Livestock Roundup. And Dennis points out, rightfully so, that people really don't read these labels anyway. The food pyramid is supposed to help you not just eat healthy, but not get so fat. And yet, most people have heard of the food pyramid, but they don't know what's on it. They don't care. They don't read it. They'll consult it. They eat what they want. Calorie information is on food. In fact, to help fight obesity, California tried experimenting with Make, and restaurants in California, when you went to go eat, whether you're in a fast food restaurant or a sit-down restaurant, calorie information would be on the menu. And it did absolutely nothing to change people's eating habits. So if they put on there, do you realize what the climate impact of this food is? How you're destroying the climate by eating this? Nobody cares. People are just going to eat what they want to eat. In fact, I would probably head toward the food that had the greater climate impact. Just like I said earlier this morning, there's a government agency that's saying that they want to, or at least they're discussing, banning natural gas stoves in people's homes. In which case, I said, you know, if they were to do such a thing, I w and I mean this, I would seriously consider buying a house that did not have a natural gas stove right after the ban went into effect and then getting a hold of a natural gas stove, trust me, I could get one, and installing it. Yeah, just, just it, yeah, seriously, just to show that I'm sorry, but I'm not going to comply with this. All right. The researchers, the story says, from Cowboy State Daily, took their data from an online story of more than 5,000 Americans. The survey asked participants to imagine they're in a restaurant and about to order dinner. They were then shown a fast food menu and asked select items to eat. The menu was designed to look like a in in large fast food chain with 14 items including beef red and plant-based as well as chicken nuggets fish sandwiches salads and so on participants were then asked to make choices and then promoted the unsustainability of certain items like red meat and sustainability of items that were not meat-based the results found that fewer people were more likely to avoid items with red meat if then in other words people really didn't care some news outlets have reported the conclusions that the study demonstrates the government should intervene in people's diets. Recent article in The Guardian notes, in April, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change reports uh, world leaders, especially in developed countries, support a transition to a sustainable, healthy, low-emissions diets. Now, when I think of a low-emissions diet, I don't think about eating a salad because when I eat my vegetables, I tend to emit more, as does everybody else in the room. If you want a low-emissions diet from me, feed me meat. It's not as noisy. Trust me. Anyway, the idea that the, – the, and these are the authoritarians among us. The authoritarians that will say to you, you're not allowed to have a wood stove, you're not allowed to have a gas stove, and we're going to tell you what to eat. Another problem with the study is took a look at menu warnings as a means to change diets and produce different results. Studies purporting that people change their eating habits 
And yet, you know, here again, they tried doing this in the past, and yet eating habits didn't change. You can do a study that says if we put this stuff on the menu, people eat differently. And in reality, when they did put things like this on the menu, like calories and so on, it did not change eating habits. Wyomingites picked up a meal at Taco John's in Cheyenne on Tuesday were mixed about this is the Cowboy State Daily asking them. Brenda Leday said she doesn't go out to eat a lot, so when she does, she's not concerned with calorie counts or menu information. She said it wouldn't impact me. One guy named Nikki, on the other hand, said, well, she does look at calorie counts and other nutrition information when she selects her meals, especially fat content. Um, so, well, sure. It would. So they did find somebody. Well, we'll take a look at it. Cattle industry has become a primary target, the story says, for climate activists, many who argue that the ongoing vegan thing is a great way to fight climate change. Uh, beef is pretty easy to pick on, they said. Michael Miller brands herself a farm babe. As an agricultural advocate who travels the country giving speeches to dispel the myths about agriculture. Those include beef that is organic is healthier than conventional food, genetic modification, and things like that. Oh, by the way, I was in the grocery store yesterday picking up something. Oh, John from Gillette. What is the climate impact of climate impact labels? Yeah. You got to cut down a lot of trees for those things. I was in the grocery store, and for somebody as a favor, I was being nice. I reached into the freezer section, and I pulled out a bag of frozen chicken nuggets. Just because the person's sick, they don't want to take time to eat. Here's something they can just throw in the microwave real quick is my thinking. And as I'm looking at the package, I think, I haven't seen this package before. What is this? And it says right there on the package that it's plant-based artificial chicken. I didn't just put it back in the freezer. I kind of tossed it back in. Like, no, I'm going to give them chicken. I'm going to pick up something like this. And then I started looking around that this section, the freezer section. How much do they have in there? How big is the section in the freezer section that is plant-based fake meat? Tiny, very tiny. There's not a lot in it. Beef guy in Douglas. Morning, Glenn. Climate labeling would be the beginning of the death of the meat industry, starting with the beef sector. Once beef is eliminated, as most climate warriors believe, that has the science, uh, the progression to lamb industry. And to, I agree with what you're saying, but I think most people don't want to. Is the thing? There's the dream, beef guy of those in the cult of climate change to get you to eat other things, including bugs, by the way. And then there's the human beings out here who have no desire to do so whatsoever. What we need to do is get rid of the authoritarians so we can get back to leading a normal life. Local news, weather forecast, wake up Wyoming. with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. Thirty-six at the time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. People drop me notes off the Wake Up Wyoming app, which you can do, by the way. Grab your phone. The app is free to download. Just go to your app store, Wake Up Wyoming. There you go. 
A lot of options, like listening to this show, when it's done live, it becomes a podcast. Touch on demand. Listen to it. When I'm on the air, touch chat. And you can drop me a text message, which I answer. Like Kathleen and Casper, I listen to you every morning and appreciate your honest and integrity. Okay, you got the integrity part wrong. And if you keep listening every single morning, you'll get a brain tumor. Having said that, she says, I look for products that have the least amount of additives and GMOs. So she does read labels. Seems corporations and government allow things into our foods that can cause cancer and weight gain. Many of American foods are banned in other countries. Mm. What we're talking about here is, and there's somebody out there who wants climate impact information on your food labels. Stephen Casper, a Walmart plant-based area is next to the frozen vegetables. Weird. Rianne in Fort Danger. Notice, though, that while things are empty on so many shelves, the vegan plant-based foods are still stocked. Which, by the way, I have noticed, Rianne. This happened to me several times in Florida. So here comes a tropical storm, a hurricane, something like that, right? And people rush to the grocery stores to stock up. And the shelves are empty fast. Until you go over to the vegan section. Yeah, and at that, vegetarian or vegan, and you'll notice real fast, that section has not been touched. Everything else in the store is gone. Chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. Seven forty-four is the time. Yesterday I went to talk to Don Day and I was a little bit late this morning. Don a little bit earlier. So we got, uh, I think in some parts of central Wyoming especially, a pretty good amount of snow, and Don, it's really wet and heavy, which is a good thing. Yeah, water content for especially a January system is very, very high, and it's all due to what we've been talking about, and that's all that Pacific moisture coming on in. So, yeah, good water with this. This is the type of water you want to see in snow like this because uh, it not only is falling in the high country as well, but any moisture we can get on the plains this time of year is a bonus because – as we've talked many, many times, the three driest months of the year, December, January, and February. So anytime you get snow this time of year, it's good. Okay, so we got some today, a little bit tomorrow. But in listening to your uh, podcast that you do for Cowboy State Daily, I noticed that you said was another 10 days, maybe a little bit longer than that. Do things settle down as far as how much snow we're getting for a little while? Well, there's going to be a three-day period starting tomorrow, lasting through Saturday, where there won't be much going on, even along the west coast there's a little bit of a break but it's just a break because what will happen is there's another storm saturday into saturday night that'll be hitting the west coast and then by late saturday night sunday into monday again it's the same situation glenn where you just get what's left pieces of the storm hitting the west coast coming through the rockies so that'll bring a chance of clouds chance of snow showers again and some cooler temperatures but there's a three-day period here Thursday through Saturday, where there's a bit of a break, so mm. that'll be nice for everybody. Okay, now let's define this. When you think, when you say things are a bit cooler, by whose standards? Ours or Canada's? Canada's. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be. It, we're still cut off from the Arctic air. Okay. So, so we we we're we're dealing with North Pacific air right now, which is certainly cool, but not not like what we had in December. And that's going to go on here for another seven to 10 days. After that, after the 20th, we do expect 
some of that real colder weather starting to come back again. Okay. You also had mentioned, as I was, and I thought it was a pretty good graph that you were showing there, when we do take a look at California, especially one particular reservoir that they have, they're really already getting on the full end, and they're not out of this yet. At some point, they have to have a snow melt, which further fills things up. Is this going to be a drought buster for California and the other far western states? Yeah, I mean, and there's lots of ways to that folks kind of gauge drought. When it comes to reservoir storage and getting those reservoirs back to full status or close to full status, this pattern is going to do it for a lot of the reservoirs in the West. And then you add that along with the snow melt that's going to come this spring. That's good. Now, you also have the soil moisture profile, like how much water is getting into the ground to replenish the soil moisture. Because in a drought, there's a lot of recharging that has to take place, you know, to get that back up. So that's something that we're we're going to have to see. The new drought monitor comes out on Thursday, but the new drought monitor on Thursday will only include precipitation up till tomorrow. So it doesn't necessarily give you a real-time situation, but we'll likely see drought status levels. You know, they have, you know, moderate drought, severe drought, extreme drought levels. We're going to see some of those areas move out of you know, moderate or extreme drought to just basic drought conditions when what was exceptional or extreme just a few months ago. Okay, but one more thing on this, that we still have to get all the way through. We're at the beginning of winter here. We have to get through all of this and into spring. Do you have a crystal ball look on does this continue or does it peter out? Well, you're going to see you're going to see this what's hitting california take a break it can't it can't continue it just nature doesn't work that way it's got another week left in it another week to 10 days what we're going to likely see is a return of kind of what we had in december where we got that those colder waves that came on in and the central and eastern united states it's, it's their turn to get stormy the west catches a break now later on into february march there'll probably be more precipitation chances for the west coast to get some more i mean the Mammoth Ski Area yesterday had to close because of too much snow. Wow. That's like a beach. <laughs> That's yeah. like a beach in Florida saying we're closed because we have too much sand in the yeah. sun. <laughs> wow. I actually never heard that. All right. Thank you, Don. I appreciate Don Day with Dayweather. Okay. I had never heard of a ski area being closed because of too much snow. All right, let's go over to the icebox. Frank Gambino is away. Have you ever heard of something like that? No. How much snow are we going to get? Uh, yeah. Well, now, according to what he's saying, though, we do get a bit of a break. We got uh, today, a little bit tomorrow, and then we go through several days of nothing, just boring, okay? Then we get back into the cycle for a little while longer. We should go on a snowplow ride. Uh, we we should. In fact, oh, you know, I got to do fact, is just, just shoot it with your phone. Our friend you know, down the hallway over there, Drew. You know, we have in the back of our studios here that uh, mobile the side, but yeah, that, yeah, it's got it's. You can put regular tires on that for those people who wonder what we're talking about. It's like a side by side. You can put regular tires on, but you know, we have these four tractor treads for snow. He took it up to the top of the mountain and drove it around. And I'm wondering, hey, <laughs> oh, Drew. That, now that would be. How come you didn't call us? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad he didn't call me. Oh. Because I, I don't want to get stuck up there. No, but even, even that if you do have don't a get stuck. Yeah. You don't think so? I, well, it's it's pretty resilient. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll say that. And like to get to um, 
like our transmitter sites yeah. that are, that are you on, have on to, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you have to have That to. might have been why we have that thing, because at times you have to get to the transmitter sites, and they're way up there, and there's no other way to get to it. Right. Except for that thing. But I just want to go driving around for the hell of it. I mean, you can you can do it right on the right in the parking lot if you really want to. Well, there's the thing. We had that thing out in the parking lot for a long time, and our engineer, former engineer, Matt, I said, geez, one of these days I just want to take that for a ride in the snow. And he looked at me and said, why haven't you? <laughs> you mean I can? Sure, grab the keys, go for a ride. I had no idea. Well, what, what are we waiting for? Available to us. Well, we got to wait for Drew to come back down off the mountain with the thing. Oh. He was up there the other day just tooling around and having a good time. And again, Drew? Drew? You didn't call me? Yeah. No. Next time you call me. Don't call Frank. He's not interested. All right. Men's college basketball. The Wyoming Cowboys suffered yet another loss, this time at Utah State and Logan last night, 83-63. Cowboys had just eight players suit up thanks to injuries, and they were a no match for the Aggies who owned that game start to finish. UW was a miserable 7 of 17 from the free throw line. Utah State had a field day in the paint. Hunter Maldonado had 20 points for the Cowboys. Utah State got 22 from Taylor Funk. Well, with all the injuries and poor play, this is turning out to be the lost season of 2022-23. Wyoming is 0-4 in Mountain West play, 5-11 and overall. They're in the basement of the league. They will host Boise State on Saturday night in Laramie at 9 p.m. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls on the road at the Air Force Academy tonight in Colorado Springs. The Cowgirls are 9-5 and overall, 2-1 and in Mountain West play. Air Force comes in at 2-2 two and two in league play, 7-9 and overall. This is a challenging part of the schedule for the UW women's team with a road game tonight at the Academy, then Saturday at San Jose State, and then Monday at Nevada. Our latest Wyo Preps High School basketball poll is out in 4A. Cheyenne East remains number one. Cheyenne Central second, Thunder Basin third, Star Valley fourth, and Riverton fifth. Douglas remains number one in 3A boys, followed by Lander, Worland, Powell, and Buffalo. Tongue River is the new number one in 2A, with Pine Bluff second, Bighorn third, Grable fourth, and Wind River fifth. And in 1A, Saratoga still number one, followed by Burlington, Southeast, Cokeville, and Little Snake River. On the girls' side, the top-rated team in 4A is Cody, with Cheyenne second, Laramie third, Campbell County fourth, and Cheyenne Central fifth. Douglas still remains number one in 3A girls, followed by Buffalo, Mountain View, Newcastle, and Lyman. Wyoming Indian ranked first in 2A, followed by Rocky Mountain, Kemmer, Tongue River, and Shoshone. And in 1A Southeast, number one, Upton two, Burlington three, Cookville four, and Riverside five. Also in high school football, Sheridan's Colson Kuhn named the Gatorade Player of the Year for the second consecutive season. Kuhn rushed for 2,195 yards this past season with 30 four touchdowns as the Bronx won the 4A state title. They rang up 517 yards rushing in their semifinal round win over Cheyenne Central and in the state championship game versus Cheyenne East, Coon ran for 248 yards and three touchdowns in that 34-23 victory. And that's it in sports. I just found something else that we need here at the radio studios. Now you've probably seen those champagne fountains. Multiple yes, 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 okay. yes, yes. Uh, this one is biscuits and gravy. So the oh, gravy... Okay. Well, the sausage gravy flows down down the tiers. Onto the biscuits that are yes, at the you, base. You go ahead and pick up some biscuits on a plate, put them underneath, and just let it pour over top. Mm. Can you imagine that contraption downstairs right by the coffee pot in our kitchen in the morning? We would have gravy all over the floor. Uh, that, I'm okay with this. I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll mop it up with some biscuits if <laughs> I have There you to. go. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. You and I get into it for the 8 o'clock hour. Oh, by the way, since I'm talking about, well, all sorts of information that you've been given that's just nonsense. It's part of the theme this morning. 
I have John Stossel, one of my broadcast heroes, coming up for you. Final COVID numbers have come in. What the media and what government told you that by the numbers has just been proven wrong. Coming up next, Wake Up Wyoming. Six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me Wednesday. Some of you getting a good amount of snow. On that note, Grandpa Rich and Thermopolis roads are bad. City started clearing at about 6.30. Yeah, where I am, too, kind of piling up. Depends on where you are. Keep in touch with that Don Day forecast. We got this today and tomorrow. And then according to what Don Day said about 7.45 when I was talking to him, it's going to be a bit different when we get into, let's say, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we get a break from all of this for just a little while, we'll keep you up to date on it. Also, on the Wake Up Wyoming website, Tom Morden just posted, Motorist southbound Interstate 25 south of Casper. Proceed with caution as semi-truck blocking the right lane, just so you know, according to the Wyoming Department of Transportation, near milepost 181. That's about a mile southeast of I-25, had six interchange. So YDOT is working on that and snowfall out there. Okay, now if you missed the beginning, the first couple of hours of this program, just so you know, no, you didn't. Think of your cell phone as your radio because that's what most people are using it for everything. Your cell phone is rarely used as a phone. People use it for so many things. There's a lot of people who listen to this program, not on radio stations, but off the Wake Up Wyoming app, they hit Listen Live. And then if they miss part of the program, after the show is over, it becomes a podcast. And so you go to the Wake Up Wyoming app, you touch on demand, and select today's episode. Some of what we talked about, Ocasio-Cortez makes a fool out of herself, of course, again. Because uh, the government agency that wants to ban gas stoves... Well, it causes brain damage, to which somebody answered her on Twitter. How many gas stoves do you have in your house, Ocasio? That was one of several. T- and also from Cowboy State Daily, there's somebody out there from the Food and Drug Administration, I think it was, who wants to have climate information on the food you buy when you go to a restaurant, when you go to a grocery store. So you'll know you're going to order a steak, you're going to eat a hamburger, do you know what that's doing to the climate? They want that information. Those segments, along with a song about how much some guy hates snow, were in the first couple of hours. You can go back and listen. As soon as this program's over, it becomes a podcast. Now, part of what we were talking about, I had mentioned the whole uh, COVID thing and the climate change and the food you eat and what is actually sustainable. A lot of times I tell people, wait until the numbers actually come in. For example, when it came to the cult of climate change, oftentimes these people would tell you, like with that hurricane that hit my hometowns of Sanibel Captiva, 
they would tell you, we're getting more hurricanes than ever before, and they're stronger than ever before. Then you go look at the numbers, you find out that's not even close to true. All right. I'm about to play for you, as soon as I get done with Micah here, I'm about to play something that will show you the COVID numbers after we got through the bulk of the whole COVID problem. What states did well? What policies did well? What you were told that was just nonsense by the numbers, not by what people think they know, but by what the numbers actually say. Micah and Zin Cheyenne has a question for Dr. Mansell. Morning, Micah. Is that his name, Dr. Mansell? Dr. John Mansell. Oh, Mansell. Yes. Okay, I was going to say, as in Charles Mansell. No, 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 Mansell. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, the comment that he made as an argument against Medicaid expansion right. was really spot on. And I am hoping that we have his permission to be able to play back your I tell you exactly what I tell you exactly how you do that. Go to today's Wake Up Wyoming website. That's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to okay. copy down what he said. But wait, I wait, wait, hang on. I but there's have... more to it than that because I okay. I put up an article where I not only quoted things that he has said on this program in the past about Medicaid expansion, but about yeah. a year ago he called this program, and I had an extensive conversation with him about Medicaid expansion in other states and as a doctor why he thinks it's bad. And you can listen to that entire interview. Oh. Yeah, and share Will it. Will you put it up on your Wake Up Wyoming thing as to which it's on there right now. We listen to? Yeah, it's on there oh, right now. Oh, what a now. Good guy you are! You can. Oh, that's. <laughs> it's what I am. Is a great guy. You can go ahead and read the article and then listen to his phone call. It's called, the uh, yeah. the article is titled "Please Don't Wyoming Doctor Doesn't Want Medicaid Expansion." Okay. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Thank you. Sure. Bye bye. All right. Bye. Yeah. Solve that little problem for. You. No, he. He's one of many doctors and hospitals that don't like the idea of Medicaid expansion because how it's ruined other states that have done it. And so that's why I put that up there. He had called this show before, last time they tried to pass Medicaid expansion. And we talked for quite a while on the air about it. And so I saved that audio. And that's an article on the Wake Up Wyoming site because Medicaid expansion is once again in front of the Wyoming House and Senate. So what do doctors really think? Well, okay, let's go ahead and take it. Not what the politicians think. What do, do, what do people in the profession really think that are actually dealing with this? Well, here's a Wyoming doctor telling you. And he has really good reason why he's opposed to it. So you can listen. You can read his reasoning and listen to the audio. It's on the Wake Up Wyoming website right now. On, and again, here this is what I was talking about earlier. It's by the numbers. There's all of the rhetoric out there about different ideas, topics, whatever. But let's take a look at the actual numbers and what they tell us. So with that in mind, this is not the entire thing. But John Stossel, one of my broadcast heroes, posted this yesterday. So I carved out just a little bit for you to listen to. What we know about COVID now, three years later, three years after it all started, by the numbers. Stay at home. That is the order tonight. Stay home. When COVID hit, experts were quick to tell us exactly what to do. 
Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Turns out washing our hands doesn't protect us, but being outdoors does. At the beginning of the pandemic, experts told us, stay home, close schools, don't wear masks, do wear masks, disinfect countertops. How to clean and disinfect your home. Now, three years later, we can say who was right and who was wrong. In Florida, the pandemic is raging. The media got a lot wrong. They repeatedly trashed Florida's governor for lifting lockdowns. Governor DeSantis is just acting irresponsibly. While praising New York's governor. Governor Cuomo is doing an amazing job. I'm wowed by what you did. The governor's brother gushed over New York's lockdowns and sneered at Florida's reopening. That's why states like Florida are in such dire straits. But Florida wasn't in dire straits. Florida and New York had about the same number of deaths. And if you take age into account, Florida has more old people. Florida did better than New York. In general, three years later, we see little difference between states that opened up and those that didn't. In fact, the states with the fewest deaths are liberal Vermont and conservative Utah. Around the world, the experts and the media we're just as wrong. Sweden's failed experiment. How their dangerous COVID gamble went wrong. Reporters trashed Sweden. Officials made the decision not to lock down, hoping it would lead to widespread immunity. But cases are surging. Cases were surging then. Deaths too. But allowing people to develop immunity did pay off. Sweden ultimately did better than its neighbors. In fact, Sweden has had fewer excess deaths than most other countries, says the OECD. Did you hear about that from American media that trashed Sweden? I didn't think so. So there's the hype of what you hear at the time, and then there's what we learn later. And I'm not going to hold my breath waiting for these people to correct what they got wrong. They're just not going to do it. 8.15, Wake Up Wyoming. Your morning update in the West. Faster than a new case of measles. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Day 20 is the time. Wake Up Wyoming. All right, 888 Woods is the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Or like a lot of people are doing here, use the Wake Up Wyoming app and just hit the chat button. Send me a text. I answer back. A lot of times during commercial breaks, I'm pretty busy setting up the next segment. But I also take time to answer people back who are texting me. And I also answer them back on the air. So that's another way to communicate. One of the many ways across the region, not just the state of Wyoming, but across the region. Heck, there's people down in Colorado, Nevada, South Dakota, listening. I mean, all around. So uh, join in on that. All right. There's a theme I'm noticing in today's program. So I start with, here are these people who want to ban natural gas stoves in your home. And they're in government. They're the bureaucracy. And they don't want to give you a choice. Not politicians, but bureaucrats. They don't want to give you a choice. They want to just tell you you're not allowed to have that in your home. Let's not forget it was also the bureaucrats of the EPA who tried a while ago banning wood stoves in homes not to give you a choice not like it's your house and you can do what you want with your house no 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 the whole covid thing came along and right away so-called experts in the news media and in politics and the bureaucrats too started telling you what was best for you and what you need to do and they tried to push mandates on you rather than letting you make your own decisions 
And as I just showed you with the John Stossel report, which is not the entire thing. John Stossel has a YouTube page. I gave you two minutes of the entire thing, which I think was over 10 minutes long. That explains in detail all the COVID numbers. But what he showed essentially was they got a lot wrong. Part of what I was talking about during this whole thing, those states and countries even that did everything that was demanded of them did no better or worse than those places that really didn't do anything. Those people who got vaccinated did no better or worse than those people who didn't. Okay, So when the numbers finally come in, and it, it, again, here are people who are telling you, you need to do what we say because we're the experts. And then later on, when we finally get a chance, I said this at the beginning of the whole COVID thing, we finally get a chance to sit back and look at the numbers and find out what's really going on. Now we can analyze it. We've had time to look at this and we find out they weren't right. But they still swear they're the experts. They swear by that. Same thing as I talked about earlier this morning with the whole cult of climate change thing once again. To the point that when you go, one suggestion now, they want it mandated that when you go to the grocery store and buy groceries or when you're ordering at a restaurant, that you'll see the climate impact of the food that you're eating. How many times do these people have to get it wrong? And yet, we just keep, for one thing, we keep electing these people. But we keep bringing them up again and again on uh, television as experts. News media keeps bringing these people up as experts over and over again, even though they're constantly wrong. Now, at some point, really, their lack of credibility, they ought to pay the price for that. Wait! Stop! Don't eat that food! Who are you? What are you doing in our house? I'm from the future. I'm here to warn you, don't eat that food. Why not? The eggs. They're full of cholesterol. What? Cholesterol. It it clogs up your arteries. Eating even just one egg can dramatically increase your chance of heart attack. Don't eat eggs. Oh my god, thank you. You're welcome. Godspeed. Well, I guess I better take those eggs. You're back! Yeah. We were wrong about the eggs. How? Well, it turns out there's two types of cholesterol. There's good cholesterol and bad cholesterol, and eggs actually have both. So you can eat eggs, but just don't eat the egg yolks. So stick with the egg whites. Thank Yes, thank you. Yeah. Godspeed! Wait! We were wrong about the eggs! Again? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so it turns out that the amount of cholesterol in a food doesn't actually affect how much cholesterol ends up in your blood. The eggs are probably fine. In fact, we sort of don't even know what cholesterol is. But the steak! You can't eat the steak! Why not? Turns out that red meat increases your chance of heart attack. You have to cut out red meat. So no steak! Godspeed. Wait! We were wrong about the steak! It's the toast. Man was not meant to eat bread. What do you mean, man was not meant to eat bread? Well, if you think about it, human beings should really only be eating what our Paleolithic ancestors ate. So, therefore, no bread, no toast. How do you know what our Paleolithic ancestors ate? Well, we, we just have to guess, right? I mean, we don't have any way of knowing what... Oh, 
Okay. Went back to the Paleolithic. They are not doing well. I don't know what we were thinking. If anything, we should all be eating a lot more bread. Jeez. So I guess just um, ignore everything I've said and exercise. Exercise, okay. Yeah, you guys could probably use it. You've been just sitting here for the last 35 years. It's been five minutes. Right. Time travel. Turns out it's genetic. Doesn't matter whether you exercise or what you eat. I'm sorry I ruined your meal. Do you want some eggs? I'd love some. Yes. See, now, uh, time and time again, they bring forth experts like this. And time and time again, they turn out to be wrong. I've even, you've heard me do it before if you're a regular listener to this program. When it comes to economic news, just before they release economic numbers, whether it's inflation or unemployment, whatever the case is, and they go and they survey all of the experts to find out what the experts say the numbers are going to be and how to fix the economy and so on. And then when the numbers come out, they're wrong constantly. And yet these people are continually dragged out on television in front of us, and they continue to run for office. These are the people who are experts in nothing who tell us they understand everything and can fix everything. Remember, these are the same people who swear to you that they can change the weather. Yeah. If we just all get in line and do what they say, then they can change the weather. And never again will we have to deal with bad weather. Now, bad weather will be a thing of the past because we put them in charge of our lives. We did everything that they told us to do, and so they changed the weather. And now there's no more hurricanes or floods or tornadoes or droughts or fires. or It's all gone. They stabilized the weather because we did everything that they demanded of us. That's what they would like us to believe, and yet for some reason, we keep electing these people as if they can actually do these things. Well, they can't. The people that we have in government, both at the elected level and the bureaucratic level, as a whole, as a group, um, generalizing as a group, we have a bunch of people who are not that smart, not that well-educated. I don't care what degrees they hold. It's like Ocasio-Cortez holds degrees. Look how smart she is. They're not experts in anything. What they are is authoritarians who want to be in charge of you and micromanage your life, even though when you look at their lives, they can't even handle their own. Go ahead. Take a look at your typical politician or bureaucrat. Take a look at their lives and see how well put together it is. Yeah, they can't even manage their own lives, but they're going to manage the planet. They're going to save the economy, even though it keeps getting worse. They're going to save government, even though it keeps getting bigger, more bloated, and more in debt. They're going to, they're going to change the weather so we never have bad weather again. And the news media plays right along with all of this because they're also the experts. So we got to listen to everything these people have to say in the news media. And if you don't, well, you're guilty of misinformation. Coming up on frustrating, isn't it? Coming up on 8:30, local news coming your way right after local news update on the weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it again with a nice long segment of open phones. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, wake up, Wyoming. Yo. 
This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Eight thirty-six. The time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Uh, talking to people who are getting snowed in in some parts of Wyoming. Here's Smalls from Casper. It's extremely slick out. It took me twenty minutes to get to work. Normally, it takes me ten minutes in the snow. Everybody, give yourself extra time where you're going. Lots of traffic. Okay, so for those people who are in areas like Casper, Wyoming, it has been snowing quite a bit. Now, when I um, came to work, the snow was kind of piled high and nobody had plowed anything yet. And I drove through some, you know, a few inches of snow there, but it was wet, heavy. And that's actually easier to drive it. Then they plowed it. And that gets gets us down to the slick bottom right next to the road itself there, which actually makes it... you got to remove the snow on the one hand. On the other hand, it does tend to, for a while, make things a lot slicker. So if you're in an area that's getting snow, yeah, take your time on that. Okay, let me see. Uh, Oh, I got one for you here. Um, How to do this tactfully. I can do this. I'm a professional talk show host, so I can do this. I swear, I promise. French feminist. Okay, right there. <laughs> you know I'm in trouble when the story starts with French feminist. <laughs> Where could this possibly be going? Are suing a beauty pageant for discrimination over beauty standards. Hmm. A group along with three failed contestants failed a, a filed a suit against the promoters and producers of Miss France October 2021. Alleging they were breaking French labor laws, the plaintiffs argued that the companies were discriminatory by obliging aspiring beauty queens to be more than, well, they have to be a certain, like five feet, six inches tall, single, and representative of what's considered beauty, and the beauty pageant sets their standards of what they mean by that. The labor court rejected the arguments and said in a statement, you ugly. No, they said in a statement, a intolerable decision that extends a recruitment process that is discriminatory and illegal. Okay. Um, but basically, yeah, they can go ahead and make their own standards because, well, this is a beauty pageant and this is how we judge beauty. Therefore, we can go ahead and set the standards that we want to set. And if you don't meet the standards, you shouldn't be in this pageant. Join one that actually goes with your standards, okay? And I said, um, oh, yeah, this was a good one, too. There's a lot of stories that I have here that I've been having trouble getting to, so I'm trying to clear the docket just a little bit. This is a good opportunity. If you had something you wanted to talk about, you can interrupt me. 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. All right, headline. Top executives depart floundering electric vehicle startup. Not every company that tries to make anything is going to... I know right now Elon Musk and his Teslas are having a bit of trouble. They spiked just a little bit, but then now they're having a bit of trouble. A lot of it's because electric car owners that own Teslas are starting to find out the trouble with the cars. There's a lot of good things about those cars, but there's a lot bad that makes them just not what people really thought they were going to be. The story here says several executives at an electric vehicle startup Ryman 
Part of the company passed several months as companies weathering, falling apart, difficulty in 2022, according to the Wall Street Journal. They confirmed the departure of the vice president, body interior, engineering, and vice president in charge of uh, parts, and then it goes on and on. Okay, The company missed its target of producing 25,000 vehicles in 2022, by and, and then after supply chain crisis and so on, but also lackluster sales. The spokesperson confirmed the departures to the Daily Caller Foundation, but characterized them as routine. It's a good thing for these companies, I would say, that a lot of these companies are subsidized. They get subsidies. Yeah, and big tax breaks. Since the company's initial public offering, when shares closed at about $100 per share, which is big, to make the company worth about $86 billion, shares have fallen 80%. They're now worth $16.45 a share. Yeah. So electric vehicle startups struggled in 2022. And there's a list of companies here that tried to make startups. Roughly 80% decline. Elon Musk electric powerhouse Tesla, his stock has tumbled about 70%. That's a huge drop. That's about 70%. Wow. So... Any kind of a startup I know is not exactly going to go that well. It's difficult to actually get things started in any kind of a company. But this is some big drop-offs for a lot of these electric vehicle companies. And remember what happens when you're talking wind and solar and electric cars and things like this. When the subsidies dry up, for those who remember Solyndra, if you don't, I'll, rem- I'll let you. I know there's some people out there who never heard of Solyndra. During the Obama years, Obama took a bunch of money and started to hand it out to friends of his. That's usually how that works, cronies, you know, who wanted to start up what they called green companies. Solyndra was a solar panel company here in America. So they got all sorts of government subsidies to start up to make solar panels here in America. And after spending a massive amount of money that was given to them by the government, by the Obama administration, the company folded and never really created anything. And what little they did create, they, I mean, quite literally threw in the trash. There's video of them breaking what what little they did produce since their solar panels, glass and other such materials, literally breaking them and throwing them away. That was a massive amount of government subsidies that went into something that never produced anything. But don't worry. The people who got all of that money from the Biden administration, they're fine. Not only did they walk away with their pockets full, but then they offered up some other kind of a company that would be along the same lines, green energy and so on, as they call it. And they got a bunch more subsidies to start up another company, which also failed. But don't worry, because they still did fine. You and I, the taxpayers, have nothing to show for it, but they walked away just fine, which is often the case when you heavily subsidize something. You're trying to make, in a sense, an artificial economy, and artificial economies don't work. you got to let things live and die in a natural, free economy. That's where the government does not get involved in the economy. The government's not trying to run the economy. On that note, this kind of plays into it. Biden administration, Department of Energy, rejects bids to restock our oil reserve after he depleted it heavily. 
the the idea that he had to dig into our reserves to try to bring down the price of gasoline, no, he didn't. That's not the way to solve that. U.S. Department of Energy has rejected the first batch of bids from oil companies to resupply the amount of oil to the nation's emergency crude stockpile. The Department of Energy said it would have purchased up to about 3 million barrels for delivery from – well, they a lot needs to be filled. And the first batch of bids were just not satisfying to them. So here they've really run to an all-time low, our strategic oil reserve, when all they had to do was help some refineries get online here in America and not shut down pipelines and encourage drilling. That would have solved the problem. The administration did the opposite of that. So here's the situation we're in. And as you know, what's the strategic oil reserve really for? Yeah, if we wind up in war... We have backup oil supplies. Well, not right now, we don't. 845, Wake Up Wyoming. Sometimes the best way Wyoming comes to talk. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. Eight forty-eight is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Talk to Frank Gambino real quick before I get into work, Frank. So, uh, if you're south, this is Frank. This is just sounds so weird. If you're south of Casper on I twenty-five, the southbound lane okay. is blocked. If you're north of Casper on I twenty-five, the northbound lane is blocked. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I hate to laugh at people's misery here, but uh, north, the northbound lane is blocked. South, south the, the southbound, southbound lane is blocked. Is blocked. <laughs> so okay. we're, we're kind of blocked in. Yeah, I think yeah, you're kind of stuck in here for just a little while. Yeah, we'll, okay. yeah, yeah. Not, nobody's going anywhere fast. Not and, right now. No, just, and, just stay at home. Oh, enjoy, boy. relax. Now, I did get a note here from Rianne in Fort Danger, and so... We were talking about that uh, gravy thing, which basically it's a fountain of gravy, and you just take your biscuits and put it underneath and there's your breakfast. And she sent me a picture. You know, we have the water cooler downstairs. Mm -hmm. Well, instead of water, it's a big bottle of Jack Daniels. Okay. Yeah. Which always goes really well with biscuits and gravy. Yes, and work. Yeah, well, because yeah. <laughs> on air, especially because <laughs> we, we, we'd be we'd be more we'd be more entertaining. That's for sure. Well, yeah, and then she said to me, "But Glenn, you don't drink." And my answer was, "Yeah, but I get to be surrounded by people who have been drinking. It makes it a really interesting show." I'll have one for you. Okay. Now I did. On that note, I came across this. I'm on the tequila diet. So far, I've lost two days. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. You can't, I don't think you'll be able to bring that into the workshop. I think the boss will spring for, like, free coffee for us, which we get. Yes. Daily, yes. Yes, yes on But a daily everything basis. else, I think, no, we you know, have I to, think well, you're on your own. I yeah. have to say, though, and, and now this is something I, I, I sent the boss a note saying, come on now, you're not helping here. So we did have those nice Danish treats there for a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. And he let everybody know that, we, hey, first of the year, we have these Danish treats. So you're basically just trying to ruin everybody's New Year's resolution right off the bat. Oh, well, that, that you know what? I applaud that. Yeah. Okay. We don't need any resolutions. No. we. There was a guy that I saw in, T in Tampa, Florida. He was one of the worst kinds of lawyers in the history of bad lawyers. And I saw him showing up for work with bags full of those little candies you give out for Halloween. Yeah. And I, it was in the middle of summer. I asked him what he was doing. He said, you know, he had nothing but an office staff full of women. 
and they all had agreed collectively to go on a diet and support each other. Oh, okay. So he was putting little bowls of candy all around the office. <laughs> <laughs> That's a test of resilience right there. Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys lost another game, this time at Utah State in Logan last night, 83-63. Cowboys had just eight players suit up thanks to injuries, and they were no match for the Aggies, who owned the game start to finish. UW was a miserable 7 of 17 from the free throw line. Utah State had a field day in the paint. Hunter Maldonado had 20 points for the Cowboys. Utah State got 22 from Taylor Funk. With all the injuries and poor play, this is turning out to be the lost season of 2022-2023. Oh boy. Wyoming is 0-4 in Mountain West Conference play. 5-11 and overall, and they're in the basement of the league. They'll host Boise State on Saturday night in Laramie at 9 p.m. In women's college hoops, the Wyoming Cowgirls on the road tonight at the Air Force Academy. The Cowgirls are 9-5 and overall, 2-1 and in Mountain West Conference play. The Air Force is 2-2 two and two in league play, 7-9 and nine overall. The challenging part of the schedule for the UW women's team right now. A road game tonight in Colorado Springs, then Saturday at San Jose State, then Monday at Nevada. Our Wyo Preps High School basketball poll is out. The latest one in 4A boys, Cheyenne East remains number one. Cheyenne Central second, Thunder Basin third, Star Valley fourth, Riverton fifth. Douglas remains number one in 3A boys, followed by Lander, Worland, Powell, and Buffalo. Tongue River is the new number one in 2A boys, with Pine Bluff second, Bighorn third, Grable fourth, and Wind River fifth. And in 1A, Saratoga still number one, followed by Burlington, Southeast, Cokeville, and Little Snake River. On the girls' side, the top-rated team in 4A is Cody with Cheyenne East 2nd, Laramie 3rd, Campbell County 4th, and Cheyenne Central 5th. Douglas is still number 1 in 3A, followed by Buffalo, Mountain View, Newcastle, and Lyman. Wyoming Indian ranked 1st in 2A, followed by Rocky Mountain, Kemmerer, Tongue River, and Shoshone. And in 1A, Southeast number 1, Upton 2, Burlington 3, Cokeville 4, and Riverside 5. And high school football, Sheridan's Colson Kuhn named the Gatorade Player of the Year for the second consecutive season. Kuhn rushed for 2,195 yards and 34 touchdowns as the Bronx won the 4A state title. He rang up an astounding 517 yards rushing in their semifinal round win over Cheyenne Central. And in the state championship game versus Cheyenne East, Kuhn ran for 248 yards and three touchdowns in that 34-23 victory. And that is it in sports. When you say he ran for 248 yards, not all at once. Well, no. No, it adds up. Yeah, it adds up. Yeah, okay. 248 yeah. is a unconscious number. Yeah, because I... 517 is a double unconscious okay. number. See, I could run 248 yards if you give me 248 days. Right. A yard a day. Yeah. You know, by the end of the year here, I could, before the end of the year, I could have finished that. You know, but this is a now kind of society. Oh, I see. We're, we're not waiting anymore. You're not waiting that long. You want me to do it like now? Right now. No, that's not going to work, Frank. Okay, just, right. just, just, just throwing that out there. Okay, thank you. I could, 248 yards doesn't sound no bad at all. Not too exhausting if you just spread it out over 248 days. I mean, come on. Make it the entire year. I can take a couple of weekends off and still get it done. Alright, roll it into news time. National local update on weather forecast. That's you and me and open phones. Wake up Wyoming. Six of the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Just some notes here. I, I just thought this, I thought this was strange. It really is. If you are around the Casper area on I-25, if you're south of Casper, 
The southbound lane is blocked because of a truck. If you're north of Casper, the northbound lane is blocked because of a truck. I don't know. That's just lots of snow coming down. Casper did get a lot, but also uh, KC, you're getting some. Buffalo, a <clears throat> little bit. All the way over to Riverton, Thermopolis, uh, let me see, Shoshone, Lander, places like There's also down in the Wheatland, Torrington, Cheyenne, Laramie, Scottsbluff, Harrisburg, uh, Kimball, places like that, uh, Bridgeport. They're getting lots of snow. And above Lusk, it's above Lusk, up to Newcastle, getting some. So that's going to be around for a while, and we do it again tomorrow, too. Then there's a break from that for a few days. I know you just heard Don Day's weather forecast, but the, the roads, you know, the conditions of that. Okay, before I get into the next couple of topics here, oh, wow, do we need a warning for the next couple of minutes. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. See, earlier this morning, we got a call from a guy named Dave and Mills. And he was a really cool guy. I like talking to him. So, okay, you've heard me talk about before how everything out there is now racist. doesn't matter what it is. It's racist. And my problem with this is when someone's constantly throwing out the race card at every little thing, they devalue the race card. They should only throw it out when absolutely real and absolutely necessary, not at every little thing. You're not going to believe the next story. Here we go again. We get down and out. And you're really up against it. Just remember the basics. It's a mantra. Repeatedly say this. You're not a loser. It's just everybody's racist. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Why do you think nobody ever give you any credit? Why you last on the list of your doctor's patients? Chronological or is your surgery racist? What type of dogs on the pavement in front of your house? Alsatian, racist. Say you're typing in a search engine, trying to write haters with a Z at the end. And your computer goes, did you mean haters? That's how you know Google's racist. How come every time an igloo's made, it's always white? Hmm? Eskimos, racist. So now you know the truth at its plainest. Your car won't start. Engine, racist. Your team don't pick you. These guys, racist. Jeans don't fit you. Levi's, racist. You can't lose weight every time you try it. I guarantee your diet is racist. When you're down and out and you're really up against it, just remember the basics. It's a mantra. Repeatedly say this. You're not a loser. It's just everybody's racist. So now if you use the word field, the term field is racist or something like that. Hey, here's how this works. University of Southern California. Well, where else? Oh, I can think of a couple of other places, but... Yeah, the school is on social work, blazing new trails to find racism. After an intense search, research, years of study using taxpayers' money, numerous master's degree and Ph.D. thesis, they have decided the English language has yet another word that needs to be banned. The word field, as in, you know, when you play soccer or baseball or whatever, you're out on a field. 
that kind of thing. And the world, the word field must be banned lest it triggers people. I've yet to meet anybody triggered by the word field, but okay. They say it's true, so it's got to be true, right? Is there some sort of um, competition that I'm not aware of? Find anybody who can, well, okay, this is what they're saying. So let me see. Uh, this uh, I'm trying to read the story here. It's very small print in front of me. As we enter the year 2023, we would like to share a change we make in uh, the school to ensure that we are more inclusive. Specifically, we decided to remove the word field from our curriculum and replace it with parchment, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, practum, P-R-A-C-T-I-C-U-M. The change supports anti-racist work and practice by replacing language that could be considered uh, you know, again, racist or, and I don't see how I, I don't. Okay, in social work, the story says in many ways, walks of life, people do field work. Okay, field work refers to leaving the office and entering the real world to where real people interact with each other out there in the field. So imagine that field is racist. So you can't say that anymore. Entering the real world unprepared to confront uh, every day problems in every nook and cranny, that would be considered field work, too. The new politically correct word is apparently, again, uh, if I can pronounce this, practicum, P-R-A-C-T-I-C-U-M. Okay, I I don't know where they got that from, but I don't know of anyone. Do you even know of this word? This chain supports anti-racist social work policies by replacing words that can be considered to be, again, non-inclusive language. I I still don't understand because I don't see here how they found that that word is supposed to be racist. But then again, they'll probably track it back to, well, some colonialists used it in some way or term. These people are getting paid with your taxpayer dollars, by the way. This is why I say only throw out the race card when it is absolutely true and necessary. Otherwise, when you do ridiculous things like this, you devalue it. Most people wondered if he had given up on crime fighting, but he's back, ladies and gentlemen. Social justice warrior. Was he in training? Had some evil villain captured him and held him against his will? Or was he just hiding in his parents' basement because of COVID? Yeah, whatever. Now, the latest episode of Social Justice Warrior. As he goes after average white guy caught in another act of racism. Take off all those masks. I can't understand you. I can't breathe in these things. I've got you now, average white guy. Hey, where have you been? Still hiding in my apartment from COVID. You mean your parents' basement? Well, yeah. But I see you wearing a Let's Go Brandon t-shirt. That's racist. I don't know how you're going to sell that. Sell it? I've already bought it. What's that? It's my race card. Looks kind of worn down. I use it every chance I get. You'd be surprised how useful it is. Well, I have a payment app here on my phone. Just swipe. Your card's been declined. That's not possible. 
It's unlimited. Apparently not. It says you're over your limit. You've used this thing on just about everything, haven't you? Helps me cut to the front of the line at Starbucks. Got cash? I had stimulus money, but... Spent it all at Starbucks? Have you seen the prices of lattes these days? Inflation's a bitch, isn't it? Don't say it. Let's go, Brandon. How will social justice warrior fight crime without his race card? And how will he cut to the front of the line at Starbucks? Does this mean the end of social justice warriors' superpowers? Tune in next time for another episode of Social Justice Warrior. Don't forget to Cheyenne to talk to Jason about the word field. Morning, Jason. Wait, here, wait, here, here's the problem, Jason. I'm catching about every third word. Could you do me a favor? Uh, hang up and try back again because I want to hear what you have to say. But about every third word is getting through. Just wake up, Wyoming. Start your morning. Coffee, sarcasm, weirdness. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Hopefully Jason made it through. Jason, you still with me? Okay, I was trying to get Jason to hang on through the entire commercial break, but I'm worried that I lost him there. Not there, Jason? Oh, what a shame. Jason, I still want to hear what you have to say. So I know that was a long commercial break. He was trying to tell us something about field, and I was only catching every third word on the phone. He's in Cheyenne, Wyoming. So he tried calling back and apparently didn't make it through the entire commercial break. But still... If you want to try, Jason, I'm all for it. Aaron is in Douglas about field. Hello, Aaron. You know, Glenn, I'm really upset by uh, that changing the word field. My grandparents were great farmers that are outstanding in their field. Aha. Yes. Get it? Yes. In fact, one of the notes I got, Michelle in Greeley, Colorado, the field they're referring to, she says, is the work you do. That's what she's talking about, a line of work or study. And using field in that term would be racist. The best I can think of is because the people who work out in the field, they would refer to slaves or something like that. Maybe not a farmer doing it voluntarily, I guess. Well, that's how all my grandparents made their living. (laughs) And they were all from Nebraska. Okay. All right. Now, what about this? Dave in Torrington uh, Sally Fields, the Beatles with Strawberry Fields. Well, it can go on forever, Glenn. I'm I guess tired so. of this, this <laughs> yeah, new I'm tired of it, too. All right, thank you, Aaron. I appreciate it. Again, if you're there, Jason, would love for you to try back again. So it seems I think that our friend there in Greeley is correct. What they're talking about specifically is a field of work. You're not, not a baseball field or a football field or whatever. But the line of work you're in is referred to as a field. And because there were people in slave states that uh, worked in fields, therefore, and forced to, that, therefore the word the term must be racist, right? Which, of course, was absolute nonsense. Here's what I would do, though. Let's say, just for the fun of it, I ran a university. I was president of University of Wyoming. Now, I would not allow anything like tenure that would not exist. You need to perform and you need to produce things of substance or you're done. And that means 
primarily the students who graduate need to be good students. I mean, well-educated. So if my professors or whoever else working for the college were to do some kind of a study and come up with what I just told you about, well, you can't say field, that's racist. That's what you came up with? You're fired. Get out. Because I'm only going to employ smart people who actually are real thinkers and actually are producing a good product through this university, not this nonsense. The problem is these people are producing this kind of nonsense, getting paid a lot of money to do it and being praised and applauded by the university for this kind of garbage. And yet we just let them continue with it. And a lot of these people are getting paid with your tax dollars, which is one of the reasons why I would like to see an end to any kind of government subsidies for universities. Let all universities be private. All private. That way they have to get rid of a lot of this nonsense. And they would actually have to focus on one thing only, educating your kid. The price of universities would go way down. They would end up getting rid of useless offices like their Office of Diversity and Inclusion. Get rid of it. You're not going to have a bunch of professors sitting around doing useless, idiotic studies like this on the taxpayer dime. It wouldn't exist. The university would be there for one purpose. A student shows up that wants to get into a particular line of work. And so the university would focus on that line of work, get them ready for that line of work, prepare them. Like when somebody goes to a trade school, a vocational school. What do you want to do? I want to be a welder. Okay, fine. And everything they learn has to do with welding. That's it. Nothing else. That's why those schools get those kids through so fast, well-educated, focused. And our universities are failing. And it's not just that they're heavily subsidized, but the government took over the student loan system. And universities are milking it for all they can possibly get. Students show up at universities not knowing what they want to study. Ask a freshman, what do you want to do for a living? A lot of times they, I don't know. Then why are you here at this university? Answer, because the university wants that money. Oh, we'll just let you take random classes until you figure it out. And then here again, these professors, which are supposed to be really well-educated, smarter than you and I people, come up with garbage like this. Utter nonsense, and I'm tired of subsidizing it. Honestly, I am. So, okay. There's um, a slight change of topic for you here. I'm just going to toss this out. And before we get into the next break, we have our friend down there in Greeley, Colorado, and some other people who listen out of the Denver area. You guys are used to mass transit. A story that I'll get into later this week because we're not going to have time today. So maybe Thursday, Friday, I can get into it. Mass transit is dying in major cities around the country is the headline. Now, that's been happening for a very long time. Once again, you were told mass transit was a solution. Story says, while officers have largely reopened and travel resumes after COVID, ridership has dropped. There's a lot of reasons for that, including that people continue to uh, work from home. But 
This is another thing that's been heavily subsidized. People who try to run transit as a private business are often successful at it. But when government tries to run transit, they try to kill the competition and they lose money at it and fewer and fewer people ride all the time. So I'm putting that story aside as if I can get to this Thursday or Friday, we'll get into why. And I know for a lot of people who are out here listening in, in Wyoming and the surrounding areas, well, we don't have mass transit here. Why would I care about mass? Well, because it does kind of matter to your community, but also to your country as well. But it's another thing that government heavily subsidizes that just fails. Okay. And if they if they really wanted to fix the problem, they would just put an end to it. I'll get into that later this week. Hello, Steve. The oil field. Oh, that's right. Working out in an oil field. Yeah. What is your field of endeavor? Yeah. There's a lot of ways that people use field. Okay. I, I need to look a little bit more into why they want to ban the word field. I think I understand why. But again, it's just the height of stupidity. I mean, honestly. 920. These people these people really think they're smarter than you. Coming up on 930. Local news, weather forecasts, open phones, triple eight, ninety-seven woods. Wake up, Wyoming. Letting you vent. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. 9.36 the time. Wake Up Wyoming. Hang on, I got something that just broke from the Wyoming legislative body. I'm going to get to it real quick. Um, so you know, during this morning show especially, but every single morning, we cover a lot of topics. A lot happened this morning. And for those people just joining me, you miss most of it. Some of you are in or out of your vehicles. You don't have to worry about that. Your phone is today's radio. So wake up Wyoming app, touch on demand, select today's episode. As soon as the show's over, it becomes a podcast. Minus most commercials and all of the news to condense it for you. And you can go back at your convenience and listen to everything that you missed. All right. Wyoming legislative body. They just started, and the first thing that comes up is cigarettes. St. Peter at the Golden Gate that you hate to make him wait, but you just gotta have another cigarette. Cigarette tax proposed, I mean, already, immediately, by the legislature. A bill that would increase the state's cigarette tax in Wyoming has been filed. House Bill 58, HB 58, would increase the state's tax on cigarettes uh, from the current three cents per cigarette to five and two tenths. <laughs> What's the two tenths? So they want to, okay, hang on. They want to go from three cents per cigarette to five and two tenths. <laughs> what the hell is with the two tenths? All right. And that would raise the sales tax on a pack of cigarettes from 60 cents to a dollar four. A physical note attached to the legislation projects the measure would raise about nine million over the next year. No, it won't. I'll, I'll tell you why in just a moment. Uh, let me see. Then they talk about the source increase above estimates based on cigarette taxes, forecasted general fund. Okay. This is a very in-depth story here, which is interesting. That was put by our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall. 
just posted it. Miss Mary will alert it out, but it's on the Wake Up Wyoming website. Here's why I say that it's not going to raise what they think it's going to raise because it never does. When you raise taxes on something, especially like cigarettes, it never brings in the money that they project. They might get some more, but never what they project. Right. And I suppose they're still trying to keep the price of cigarettes below the price of surrounding, like uh, below Colorado cigarettes, for example, to make them competitive. But they hope this would bring in more money. As I've pointed out many times before, when you tax something to try to get more or to try to stop it, all you do is force it underground. So you've, for those who are regular listeners to the show, you've heard me say this many times before. New York City has the most highly taxed, heavily taxed cigarettes in the nation and the most heavily regulated cigarettes in the nation. Their hope is to get people to quit smoking because it's so regulated and so heavily taxed. That makes it so expensive. And good luck finding a place in New York where you're allowed to smoke. So they think that they're getting people to quit. Now, if you would like to buy cigarettes that are completely untaxed and completely unregulated, go to New York City because the underground economy is booming. So what happens when they try to raise a tax like this is it just forces it more underground. People go other places in order to get what they want to get at a cheaper price. They just get around it. So revenue projections, I throw that out the window. They probably will get a little bit more if they're able to raise the cigarette tax, but not as much as they projected that they're going to get. And for those who are hoping, well, raising cigarette taxes, fewer people will smoke. Chet and Yoder, tax cigars. Yeah, that's another one that I've, I've heard a lot. Um, why, why not just go ahead and tax cigars and the cigar smokers? Same response, same answer. Also, it does hurt a lot of local businesses, too, as far as, you know, you can you can put out of business, a lot of local business. A cigar at a local cigar shop already is kind of pricey. Make it more pricey and people just go online to buy it. They still often have to pay a tax depending on what online retailer they go through, but they can find online sources where the prices are a hell of a lot lower because it's not a local brick-and-mortar store. So what you do is you end up hurting the local brick-and-mortar store. People just find a way to go online and get it a hell of a lot cheaper. And they do. Again, it puts local brick-and-mortar out of business. It hurts them a lot. I know that because, well, for example, a guy who used to work with me here at this very facility retired from here after decades of work and bought a cigar shop jet and yeah in in Casper and uh now he just runs that all day long and he was telling me about that you know they go ahead and raise taxes on cigars what they end up doing by raising taxes on cigars is forcing his customers to go find cheaper cigars and they're able to do that online even if the online tax goes up, it's still a lot cheaper than a brick-and-mortar store, which forces him out of business, which is a local business. 942, Wake Up Wyoming. Before you face the day at 888-97-WOODS, Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 
947 the time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. My name's Glenn Woods. Off we go to talk to uh, Frank Gambino, who's over there in the icebox. So, Frank, help me out here. I was just noticing something this morning. You and I, of course, get here really early. I showed up a little after 2 o'clock this morning. I was the first set of tracks to go cross town this morning. Down oh, Illinois, okay, yeah. Right, yeah. And I found because it wasn't surprising to me at all. Because the snow is kind of heavy and wet, and it was kind of high, a few inches high, driving it was actually easy. Yeah, I, I, f- I found the commute this morning, you know, okay. it, 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 was, it was okay. Yeah. But then, and I noticed this when I was, we have this um, ramp, folks, that comes up the back of the building. Mm-hmm. So when I walked up the ramp, it was actually very easy because it was full of snow. Yeah. Then I took the shovel and I shoveled off the ramp, and I had to hang on to the railing all the way up <laughs> because the snow wasn't there anymore. But the ice was there. Yes. Okay, so earlier this morning with all of that snow on the ground, nobody was having any problems driving around town. Now we're getting accident reports and cautions from, you know, the local authorities about how slippery it is out there. And I thought, yeah, because you went out there and plowed the snow. Yeah. It's a lesson for us all. Leave it alone. Yeah, just, (laughs) I mean, as much as I I was wondering earlier, gosh, when are they going to get out there and plow that? They really ought to get out there and plow the snow. Now I'm looking at it thinking, depending on what kind of snow it is. Yeah. 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 Now, when we had that big freeze a few weeks ago, literally it dropped from, it was like plus 34. To minus 34. Yes. And it did it in 30 minutes. Yeah. And that was a flash freeze. And so that's why the roads out there were just ice because the snow that was coming down just turned right to ice so you weren't driving on snow out there frank you were driving on just ice Ice. as compared to what we had this morning florida looks better all the time oh my god what no is it now because i mentioned that uh, to some folks this morning having grown up in florida you say that until it gets to summertime well, no, you spend the summers here. Okay, there. That's what you have to do. You got to be split. a snowbird and go down there. Yes. In fact, there's people that you know. My family's got a cabin in the Carolina Mountain. The people in the Carolina Mountains refer to a lot of uh, Northerners who moved and retired to Florida as halfbacks. Halfbacks. Yes, because they went to Florida to retire, and then they got hit with the summertime, so they got a summer home in the Carolina Mountains. They went halfway back. Right. So they're halfbacks. Gotcha. Okay. So, are, those, are those Florida retirees, did, did they leave their snow shovels behind or, or did they bring them so. I with? I would have. If I was leaving the New England states and I moved to Florida, I'm just leaving my snow blower, my shovel, all of that. I don't need this stuff anymore. You can have it. Free. Yes. By the way, I made sure. Here's how I handled it, Frank. I know not everybody can do this. I kept the number of a young man who has a massive snow blower, and I just give him a call. I don't have much to plow. It's just a short strip. He's already doing my neighbor's yard. He's right in the neighborhood. He's right next door, and it's only a couple of bucks to go up my walkway. And he will do, in like one minute, what will take me one hour to do. And time is precious. Our latest Wild Preps High School basketball poll is out in 4A boys. Cheyenne East remains number one. Cheyenne Central second. Thunder Basin third. Star Valley fourth. And Riverton fifth. Douglas remains number one in 3A boys, followed by Lander, Worland, Powell, and Buffalo. Tongue River is the new number one team in 2A with Pine Bluff second. Bighorn third. Grable fourth. And Wind River fifth. And in 1A, Saratoga still number one, followed by Burlington, Southeast, Cokeville, and Little Snake River. On the girls' side in our Wild Preps basketball poll, the top rated team 
team in 4A is Cody with Cheyenne East second, Laramie third, Campbell County fourth, and Cheyenne Central fifth. Douglas is rated number one in 3A, followed by Buffalo Mountain View, Newcastle, and Lyman. Wyoming Indian rated number one in 2A, followed by Rocky Mountain, Kemmerer, Tongue River, and Shoshone. And in 1A, Southeast number one, Upton two, Burlington three, Cokeville four, and Riverside five. In high school football, Sheridan's Colson Coon named the Gatorade Player of the Year for the second year in a row. Coon rushed for 2,195 yards and 34 touchdowns as the Bronx won the 4A state title. He rang up 517 yards rushing in their semifinal round win over Cheyenne Central. That's right, 517 yards rushing in one game. In the state championship game versus Cheyenne East, Coon ran for 248 yards and three touchdowns in that 34-23 victory. On the college side of athletics and men's basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys suffered yet another loss, this time at Utah State last night, 83-63. Cowboys had just eight players suit up thanks to injuries, and they were no match whatsoever for the Aggies who owned that game start to finish. UW had a miserable, was miserable at the free throw line, 7 of 17, and Utah State had a field day in the paint. Hunter Pomaldonado with 20 points for the Cowboys. Utah State got 22 from Taylor Funk. With all the injuries and poor play, this is turning out to be the lost season of 2022-23. Wyoming is 0-4 in Mountain West play and 5-11 and overall. They're in the basement of the league, and they will host Boise State on Saturday night in Laramie at 9 p.m. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls on the road tonight at the Air Force Academy. The Cowgirls were 9-5 overall, 2-1 in Mountain West play. Air Force comes in at 2-2 two two in league play, 7-9 overall. So challenging part of the schedule for the UW women's team with the road games tonight in Colorado Springs, then on Saturday at San Jose State, then Monday at Nevada. And that's it in sports. Do you ever, when you get off work after a morning of, you know, like a lot of snow and plowing and stuff like that, just wait a little bit before you go? I mean, just find something to do, or do you just tackle it? Let's just go. Okay, okay. Because there have been a few times where I thought, oh, the sun's coming out. I'm just going to wait a little bit, find something to do while the sun warms it up some. The snow is saying, Glenn, yes. move me. Yes, if that's what it wants. Move yeah, I'm supposed to respond to that. Me. I'm not really into this relationship, Frank. Move me. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow or other. Somehow. Call that guy. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Frank. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 I did get a message. Hey, did you get the snow there, too? Well, it depends on where you are in Wyoming. There's parts of Wyoming that got a lot of snow. Some got a little bit. Some got none at all. That's a typical thing. It will continue today and into tomorrow. And then, according to Donde's forecast, next few days, we get a bit of a break from it. So we get to catch up, dig it out. Hopefully no wind comes with that. Let's wake up, Wyoming.